What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, May 13th. I'm Erin Ryan, in for Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where loud noises startle us because we think they might be Major Biden. Personally, I've started wearing the clothes that attack dog trainers wear in case he ever escapes (laughs) the White House. I carry T-bone steaks with me that I can throw at him as needed. On today's show, the Colonial Pipeline is back in action, and we look at how it's shut down by hackers messed with drivers plus some headlines. But first, the latest. We cannot both uh, embrace the big lie and embrace the Constitution. I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We cannot be dragged backward uh, by uh, the very dangerous lies of a former president. That's Congresswoman Liz Cheney, Right after her fellow House Republicans ousted her from party leadership by a voice vote yesterday, Cheney was the number three ranking Republican in the House. She was removed from leadership over a failure to pretend that Donald Trump won the election that he lost by more than 7 million votes. Meanwhile, Representative Matt Gates, who is currently being investigated for sex trafficking teenage girls, remains on the House Judiciary Committee. So that about sums up the state of the Republican Party in 2021. Yeah, all is definitely in order. Uh, We've seen reports that some Cheney-esque Republicans are thinking about breaking off and creating their own party. Uh, What is up with that? Yeah, it's not going to be a very fun. I think it's going to be a party like how a wedding in 2020 was a party. We're going to have have a party. You guys can come to this party. Uh, Actually, we're not having a party. We're not having a party at all. Yeah, more than 100 Republicans, many of whom are current and former high-level elected officials, are planning on releasing a letter threatening to form a third political party unless the Trumpist arm of the Republican Party gets less Trumpy. Although, judging by how quickly they dispensed of Liz Cheney, I'm not sure the way to show them the error of their ways is to yell, Sir! Sir, at them in a newspaper. Oy. Yeah. The effort was organized by Miles Taylor, the former Trump official behind a strongly worded letter in the New York Times in a strongly worded book about how Donald Trump is bad. Neither Taylor's letter nor Taylor's book made any discernible impact on the behavior of Trump or of Trump voters. We also don't know specifics of what the letter will propose, but I'm guessing that it will be very strongly worded. I think that's a good guess, and I think this will definitely sink Trump. This is it. This is it. We got him. And uh, just to drive home the fact that Republican officials will do just about anything to avoid actually fucking governing, President Biden met with a bipartisan group of lawmakers yesterday to discuss his $2.25 trillion infrastructure bill. They were in a closed-door meeting in the Oval Office, and in attendance were such obstructionist all-stars as Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. Mm. Unsurprisingly, no progress was made because they reportedly vowed to never budge on raising corporate tax rates to help pay for it, and said they would only back it if Biden made massive cuts from the proposal. You know, hard relate to these guys. Having a job is no fun. Am I right? Like, it's just (laughs) it's just a drag. Um, So then why do we think Biden is even trying to negotiate with Republicans at this stage? 
If I had to guess, I'd say it's the optics. I hate that mm-hmm. phrase, but it's probably what's at play here. Mm-hmm. He has to at least look like he tried because it seems that now Republicans have made it clear that they have no interest in working across the aisle with the president. Biden can turn his attention to getting all the Senate Democrats aboard, including Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. As the kids say, Biden can just ignore the haters. Yeah, and those two are going to be a handful um, for yeah. <laughs> potentially ever. Yeah, they don't caucus with the haters, but they they tend to vote <laughs> along with the haters in many cases. Correct. Uh, so these guys, the Republicans, that is, wanted to take action on infrastructure when Trump was president, or did I imagine that? No, you didn't imagine it. They definitely wanted to take action on infrastructure when Trump was president. And it's not like the need for infrastructure reform has diminished. Like you implied, President Trump himself promised he would prioritize infrastructure, but he didn't actually end up doing anything. Classic Trump. And across the country, not only has COVID unmasked the dire need to shore up parts of the economy that enable American workers to actually go to work, there are roads and bridges that are literally falling apart. For example, on Tuesday, the I-40 bridge in Tennessee was closed down after inspectors noticed there was an enormous crack in one of its beams during a visual inspection. Gideon, did you see pictures of this? No, and I will not look at it. You cannot make me look at it. It is like a horrible, like it is like a cartoon size, large crack. It looks like the bridge is like about to fall down. I can't, Uh, I can't even handle the description. So yeah, the bridge connects Memphis and West Memphis. So it's pretty heavily used. And yesterday, officials said they weren't sure when it could reopen. Still, both of Tennessee's Republican senators seem unmoved by this urgent need facing their own citizens because Mitch McConnell has said that his only goal is to keep President Biden from accomplishing anything. And the only thing the current GOP loves more than not governing is cutting off its own nose to spite its face. Gideon, let's turn to some domestic news. The pipeline is back. The Florida Mad Max reality reboot has been canceled. (laughs) Tell me more. Yes, uh, we are all going to Valhalla now. So late afternoon (laughs) yesterday, the operator of the Colonial Pipeline said it was resuming operations, with the caveat being that it's going to take a few more days for everything to actually get back to full normal. And as a reminder here, the pipeline covers a massive area from Texas to New York and had been shut down following a ransomware attack last week. And it's a pretty important pipeline. It transports 45% of all gas, jet fuel, and diesel along the East Coast. That's roughly 3 million barrels of fuel each day. Wow, I bet Americans are reacting this in a calm and measured manner. Yes, you guessed it exactly right. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get to that in a second. But like we had mentioned on yesterday's show, during the temporary shutdown, there were reports of something like 10,000 stations in southeastern states that effectively ran out of gas. And to that very question, a lot of it was driven by panic buying. Remember that familiar feeling? Uh, (laughs) Then panic buying led to some actual shortages, which led to more panic buying. This is all while people are getting ready to drive, presumably like maniacs this summer. And the problem was particularly acute in states like North Carolina, where something like a massive 65% of stations were out of gas as of yesterday. And the consumer behavior as a result of just freaking out about this led to a reported shortage in central Florida, which, according to The Washington Post, doesn't even get fuel supplies by this pipeline. I feel like the state of Florida should replace its flag with a new design and like in the middle of the seal should be a guy panic buying something. I feel like (laughs) Florida is America's capital of being like, all right, we got to fucking panic buy, guys. Let's go. Let's go. This is what we've been training for. Um, So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that's people in Florida are flocking to panic buy something that isn't even supplied by a pipeline that just got shut down. 
Yeah, I mean, being surrounded by gators clearly does something to the brain. I don't know. Um, the group who is said to be responsible for this, though, identified by the middle school death metal band moniker Darkside, apparently <laughs> wanted millions in Bitcoin payment as ransom. Reportedly, though, Colonial was able to recover most of the important information that could restart the pipe's computer system, and so the company isn't likely to pay anything. Wow, so Darkside got paid like an early blogger in exposure. Mm-hmm. Right, not, by, right. not money, just exposure. Clout so went we way saw- up. Yes, exactly. So we saw governors declaring states of emergency, encouraging people not to panic buy. That didn't work. And even a notice from the Consumer Product Safety Commission to not put fuel in plastic bags. Mm -hmm. Yikes. People were doing that seriously. Um, But what was the Biden administration trying to do during all this? Yeah, we often don't tell people what to do. But one time I think we'll make an exception is probably don't put gas in a plastic bag. Just my personal advice. That's solid advice. Thank you. Uh, First, the Department of Transportation let a number of affected states use interstate highways to transport, quote, overweight loads of gasoline. The administration also reportedly relaxed work hour limits for truckers in 10 states, hmm, uh, as well as certain regulations on gas blending. It also offered to waive the Jones Act, this federal law, which normally blocks foreign ships from taking cargo from one U.S. port to another. And if that act were to actually be waived, hypothetically, both U.S. and foreign ships would be able to transport fuel to areas that need it. The other major aspect of this is cybersecurity and the fact that something like this could even happen. So now that we're here, what's the word on that? I kid you not, Aaron. I kid you not. There was a job posting going around from Colonial about needing a cybersecurity manager. (laughs) It does appear that it was from a while before this all happened, but that obviously, you know, says a lot about where we are. I for one, cannot believe that during the Trump administration, he siphoned money off from the Air Force to create Space Force. Instead of creating a new branch of the military that focused exclusively on stuff happening in cyberspace, it, I feel like the wars are not in the stars. The wars are in the online, and we should be focusing on that. And I wish I knew more about computers. Yeah, he is a reliable spender, so that is that is unlike him. Uh, he's <laughs> responsible with, with everything he's done. Uh, the Biden administration had been reportedly working on this cybersecurity executive order for quite some time, which Biden ended up signing yesterday. It had actually been aimed at first at events like the major hack early last year where Russian-linked hackers were able to breach the data of several big government agencies and tons of companies. This executive order does a number of things like requiring IT service providers to report breaches that could impact networks, create a playbook for responses to such events that seem to continue happening, update standards on government networks, and create a review board. As of early this week, we still don't quite know exactly how this particular incident happened, but it doesn't inspire much confidence, to say the least. Oh, I'm sure this problem will never come up again. Let's just move on. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, We're going to check back in on this soon, but that is the latest for now. It's Thursday, Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we are discussing a type of found footage that isn't long for this world, funny leaked Zoom mishaps. Today's clip comes from court proceedings in Michigan. Judge Jeffrey Middleton was overseeing a man's trial for possession of drug paraphernalia, and when the man's username appeared on the official courtroom Zoom, it featured some language that is decidedly not safe for Wad. Here's the clip. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you <laughs> yo-ho. Logging into my court with that as your screen name. 
What kind of idiot logs into court like that? <laughs> he put a lot of sauce on that. He was excited to say it, I will say. Um, so, Aaron, with any luck, soon we will be leaving behind the era of these kinds of clips. Do you have any favorites? Oh, gosh. The Catman stands out as one of oh, yeah. the best moments. And I believe that had something to do with court, Zoom court as well. I think when you have people that uh, tend to be in a demographic that is not necessarily digital native demographic, like let's say like the legal system, um, there are a lot of people that aren't the most savvy with internet. You get the most hilarious mishaps. And I think the man who had to say, I'm, I'm here and I'm not a cat is... <laughs> I laughed about that so hard that I became like helpless. Like I had trouble <laughs> breathing. And I, even thinking about it, I feel like the giggles bubbling up. Like if I think about it for too long, I'm going to have to like get up and leave and collect myself. Um, so that's definitely my favorite one. Gideon, same question for you. I'm honestly drawing a blank because I can only think of that one. <laughs> and this man like saying the name of this person with so much emphasis the most emphasis i've ever heard on those two words ever being said in succession um are you gonna make it your ringtone i honestly might i mean we might have to bring back ringtones just to have this man doing a southern drawl of butt fucker um uh, sorry i will we'll cut we'll cut what i actually said but just like that we have checked our temps stay safe make sure to check your zoom name before you log on and we'll be back after some ads What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Israel continued to launch intensive airstrikes on the Gaza Strip yesterday, bringing down multi-story buildings and killing several senior members of the militant group Hamas. This is the latest in the escalation of violence against Palestinians that began earlier this week at the Al-Aqsa Mosque compound. As of recording, the overall death toll of Palestinians killed from the air raid stood at 67, including 16 children. Hamas has also continued its response to Israel's attacks with rockets. Military officials in Israel implied they are preparing to send their troops in a ground invasion in addition to the airstrikes. Violence on the streets across Israel has also been on the rise with reports of mobs attacking presumed Arab civilians. There are even multiple reports of these mobs carrying out attempted lynchings. Over 300 people across the country were arrested in relation to the violence. Somehow this story just keeps getting worse and more tragic. Meanwhile, in Colombia, people across the country came out for a third week of anti-government protests. It all started last month after the right-wing government proposed a controversial tax plan that disproportionately hiked taxes for poorer people. After widespread backlash, the plan was scrapped and the finance minister stepped down. But demonstrators had since expanded their list of demands. One of those demands was that police end their response against protesters. Just last week, officers opened fire on protesters in the major city, Kali, leading to several deaths. The death toll from the ongoing unrest is still unclear. Demonstrators also called to rescind new policies that would further privatize health care. On top of everything, Colombia is experiencing skyrocketing unemployment levels, fueling nearly everyone's unhappiness with the government's handling of the pandemic. The landscape of TV you watch when you're home with the flu is changing forever, because (laughs) Ellen DeGeneres announced yesterday that she will end her long-running daytime talk show next year. And this comes after a year of major controversies for the show. That all began last July when BuzzFeed published reports of a culture of, quote, racism, fear, and intimidation experienced by current and former staff members. Following those reports, plus the firings of three high-level producers and an on-air apology from Ellen, viewership dropped off dramatically. Since September, Ellen lost more than a million viewers, leading to a 22% decline in advertising revenue. Still, Ellen said in an interview yesterday that her decision to end the show was not related to the allegations of a toxic workplace, but had more to do with her desire to take on greater creative challenges. If you're a production assistant involved in these challenges, please be careful. The justice system is cracking down on clout chasing. Sorry, Gideon. This Monday, a 28-year-old woman was arrested in Florida for infiltrating a high school to recruit followers to her Instagram. The woman's plan involved pretending to be a student. 
She carried a painting and a skateboard, apparently basing her disguise exclusively on the popular meme of Steve Buscemi saying, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> then she handed out flyers with her Instagram handle printed on them in the same way young people have done for hundreds of years. A school security guard thought something was off and got the woman to leave after repeated attempts. Afterwards, hotshot detectives were able to track the woman down because she'd made the common criminal mistake of putting her identifying information on a paper and giving it to lots of people. Mm. The woman was charged with felony trespassing, misdemeanor interfering with the school, curious about that charge, and resisting arrest without violence. That means this was only worth it if her follower count went up by more than 100. Yeah. I think that this is clearly a stunt for some 21 Jump Street sequel, and we're going to find out one day. (laughs) And those are the headlines. That is all for today, and Eid Mubarak to those who are celebrating. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, pick an appropriate name for Zoom, and tell your friends to listen. And if you are into reading and not just anthropological studies of teens so you can become one for Instagram <laughs> like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Aaron Ryan. I'm Gideon Resnick. And hire, and hire us, us to, to host Ellen. Ellen. What if we just kept the show name, Ellen? That'd be cool. We'll keep the sign as well. Isn't there a big sign in there with the lights on? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Keep it. That's for us. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.